This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 15th of August. In your Squiz today, more on a mushroom mystery, a record vape bust, Afghanistan marks a grim anniversary, and checking out our World Cup competition. This is your Squiz today. We talked last week about Erin Patterson, the 48-year-old woman who served a meal believed to include poisonous death cat mushrooms at a family lunch a couple of weeks ago. That resulted in three people dying and one guest is still in critical condition in hospital. And yesterday, reports said that Patterson has given a new written statement to police to outline what exactly happened on the day. She said in that statement, which made its way to the media, that her beef wellington contained button mushrooms that were purchased from a major supermarket and also dried mushrooms that she purchased from an Asian grocer in Melbourne. Mm. She didn't specify which one, however. Um, She also said that she ate the same meal as her parents-in-law, Don and Gail Patterson, um, and also that meal was consumed by Gail's sister, Heather Wilkinson, and her husband, Ian. That was on the 29th of July. And in that statement, she said that she was also hospitalised with stomach pains and diarrhoea after the lunch, but she was released. And she also clarified in that statement about her children. She said that they weren't at the lunch, uh, despite that being reported over Mm. the last week, but they did eat leftovers without the mushrooms. And in the statement, Patterson also confirmed that her estranged husband, Simon, who's the son of Don and Gail, was supposed to be at the lunch, but he cancelled the day before. And Claire, she also admitted to lying to police early on. Yeah, so that's to do with the food hydrator that police did eventually pick up from the local tip that happened Mm -hmm. last week. Patterson said that she'd initially lied to police about dumping it a long time ago. Uh, As for how she's feeling about it all, her statement says that she's devastated and this is the quote, I really want to repeat that I had absolutely no reason to hurt these people whom I loved. Patterson is still a suspect in the homicide investigation into the deaths, given that she served the meal. Police didn't give an update yesterday, but last week they said the situation could have been very innocent. There's been a record bust in Perth's northeastern suburbs, Claire. WA Health Department officials say they've raided a warehouse and found 15 tonnes of illegal vapes and 10 tonnes of nangs. And if you're wondering how many vapes are in 15 tonnes, that's 300,000 <laughs> units. Uh, and if you're wondering what a nang is, it's a pressurised bulb of nitrous oxide. It can be used for things like whipping cream, uh, inflating Bike tyres is another Mm -hmm. use, but it can also be used for getting high. And what the West Australian Health Minister, Amber Jade Sanderson, said yesterday is that it was a very good bust because of how dangerous 
particularly those black market vapes can be. It's an incredible bit of timing, really, because tomorrow state and territory health ministers will receive advice on cracking down on vaping and closing loopholes in that black market. Sometimes things just come together. (laughs) Mark Latham is the former federal Labor leader who joined One Nation, and he was their leader in the New South Wales Parliament right up until their national leader, Pauline Hanson, gave him the boot yesterday. Yeah, Hanson said that his removal is down to the party's poor results at the state election. That was in March this year. But Latham says that it's because he stood in the way of attempts to misuse party funds. And even though he's been kicked out of One Nation, Latham still remains a member of the New South Wales Parliament in the Upper House. Yeah, that's right. And he says that he'll have more to say about it all when the New South Wales Parliament sits next week. Latham's reputation for being a controversial figure really didn't end after he left federal parliament. He's been in the news a lot in recent times because he's being sued by New South Wales politician Alex Greenwich over a graphic and homophobic tweet earlier this year. Claire, today's the two-year anniversary of the Taliban's retaking of Afghanistan's capital, Kabul, and as a result, taking control of the country. And it's fair to say that things haven't improved for Afghans during that time. No, it certainly hasn't. And they're struggling currently on top of all of their security issues with drought conditions and dwindling Mm. water supplies. According to the United Nations, about 15.3 million Afghans are facing food insecurity as a result. Uh, Also, the Taliban's treatment of women and girls is a big concern. Uh, In fact, rejection of that is one of the only things that world leaders can agree on these days. Mm. Um, Even global powers rush and China are in lockstep with the United States and other Western nations in refusing to recognise the Taliban as Afghanistan's legitimate government over issues like that. As for how the democratically elected government fell so quickly as Western troops withdrew back in 2021, the US State Department released a report on that last month. It found that decisions made by President Joe Biden and his predecessor Donald Trump to take American troops out saw the Taliban walk back into power without much resistance. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Tonight's a big night for the Matildas, Claire. Our team isn't playing, but we will get a feel for who the Tillies will face on the weekend in either the final, fingers crossed, on Sunday or the runoff for third place on Saturday. Yeah, I love how just in a very short period of time we've gone from the Matildas to the Tillies because that's what you do when you're Australian. You have to shorten these names Nickname. down. <laughs> and look, we've got this big semi-final against England tomorrow night 
night. Um, but win or lose, we're actually lacing up the boots on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because we've got an opportunity either to play in the final, fingers crossed, uh, or we'll be playing off for third spot, as you say. Um, but for tonight, we'll get a look at Spain and Sweden. They're battling it out uh, at Eden Park in New Zealand. So uh, the bookies are picking Spain to take it out. But look, Sweden certainly does have its fans. And look, fingers crossed for Sweden, I reckon, because we've got a Swede on our side. His name is Tony Gustafsson and he's the coach. <laughs> and I reckon that might give us some lip reading advantage. Yeah, surely. And in the meantime, the Tillies are resting up after their epic game on Saturday. And while they do that, former Deputy PM Barnaby Joyce has a bit of time to play catch up. He admitted yesterday that he had accidentally watched a rerun of the Matildas July friendly against France instead of the live game. So at least we had good results in both of those, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, a a win's a win, I guess. And that leads us nicely into Squiz the Day. There's really nothing more notable than the World Cup today. Yeah, look, I wouldn't have thought so. So that Sweden versus Spain game is on at 6pm Eastern Standard Time. It's on Channel 7. Mm -hmm. Uh, And look, maybe we'll find out who we're playing in the final. Yeah, I like your confidence. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.